Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Band bringing us in as they usually do around this time every Saturday morning. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, your host. We are live on the air in the Northwest as well as on Facebook Live. Uh, call your friends, tell them to uh, jump onto the uh, Facebook if they're outside the Northwest and they can hear all of the excitement, all of the glamour, all of the glitz of Drive Time Radio coming right out of that little old telephone speaky right there. You just click it on on the phone and bang, you're uh, off and running with us on this Saturday morning. This is the uh, this is the car guy and car woman's time of the day. You know, this is probably, we did some research. I actually did some research a while back. And we found out in that research that, this was uh, the most popular time for uh, people that either did a DIY project on their car or were getting ready to go out and buy a car on a Saturday. That, that eight to nine slot, really eight, eight to 10 is really the sweet spot because people are up, they're having their coffee, they're making decisions on what auto parts store they're going to go to, what uh, car dealer they're going to go to, what, uh, you know, car, if they have two or three or four of them on their mind, what they're uh, thinking of as far as, uh, do I want to buy a Chevy? Do I want to buy a Honda? Uh, should I, is there something I haven't gone and looked at that I should be looking at? Because nowadays with so many cars out on the road, so many different brands of cars, so many different sub-brands in those cars uh, that it's easy for you to miss something that might be exactly what you're looking for, might be exactly the, the car that you want. And you may not even know it exists. And, you know, while many people go and they buy a, a couple of magazines or they go online and they do their research, um, there's still something about that primary, uh, you know, walking into the dealer's showroom and taking a look at that car, sitting in that car, seeing if it's rooming up, seeing if it has uh, enough cup holders. And let me tell you, there's people in the automotive business that make their bones on cup holders. They, you know, they have a, a, a cup and they take it in every car that they review. And that's their thing. They show you the cup holders. Uh, my friend, Jill who we speak to from time to time on the show. She uh, makes her bones by getting in the trunk of the car. You know, she's small and she fits in the trunks of most of these cars. So she does a video, the girl in the trunk, I think they call it. And so everybody's got that thing. My thing are the goodbye videos that I do. And it's on my YouTube channel at Golden V Media. You can find them and you can watch them. Uh, and then, you know, every year we pick the top five that I didn't want to give back for that particular year. And we, we give an award out to the one that I didn't want to give back the most in the top five cars that I did not want to give back. And the reason I like that idea is because it encompasses everything. 
It's not an SUV of the year award. Uh, we, we do that with um, our association, Northwest um, Automotive uh, Press Association, NAWAPA. We do that with NAWAPA. We give out an award every year. We have an event called Mudfest, uh, which we'll have a little later than usual this year. And we give out awards for the best uh, Northwest lifestyle vehicle, the best SUV, the best compact SUV, uh, different awards along the way. Uh, but my award, the one that I come up with every year, is encompasses all kinds of vehicles. It can, it's, it can be a luxury car. It can be a fast car. It can be a, a compact car. It really comes down to the car that, that I just, at the end of the week, that I get to usually drive these cars a week to 10 days, I really didn't want to give back. I would have gone out and bought that car. And if I had the means to do that. And, um, you know, it's kind of a fun way to look at it, I think. And everybody looks at it a different way. But in our research, we found out that this is the, the best time, that the eight to 10 hour, if you're selling cars, if you are, into cars if you're going to do a project on your car you go out to uh, the different auto parts stores and this is when you'll find everybody sitting there and telling you it's also probably a good time for starbucks too i would think i'm sure howard schultz you know is out there counting all the people going in his store but it's uh, it's a good time for that as well you know, it's that time of Saturday morning. And I know it's a good time for places like Home Depot because I, um, I'm on a thing called Roadie. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's a delivery service that you can sign up to drive for. They have an app and they do a lot of deliveries for uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and different um, tool stores and things like that. And on a Saturday morning from about five o'clock in the morning till about noon, it's just boom, 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 boom. The notifications just keep going off and going off. And, um, you know, you can make yourself a lot of money if you're out there uh, doing that instead of sitting in here doing a show like this. But I'd rather be here hanging out with you guys because, after all, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the good thing. That's the wonderful thing about this is we get to hang out together on a Saturday morning. Um, the big automotive news this week, I thought, uh, came out of the Hyundai camp. And it was actually two stories that came out of the Hyundai camp. Uh, but the one that I looked at and I said, wow, somebody ought to send me a thank you note. Uh, you know, for... If you've listened to me, if you've listened to me back in Pittsburgh, if you've listened to me here in Seattle, uh, nationally, anywhere that I am, you know that for the longest time, I have been an advocate of smaller pickup trucks. I just believe that the uh, the pickup truck has gotten out of hand in, in size and in cost, in dollar cost. Now, Listen, everybody got a right to drive the kind of truck that they can afford, right? I mean, if you can afford $80,000 to go out there and get a big Jagunda Chevrolet or Ford, by all means, go get one. But uh, sometimes we let 
our, um, our, our desires get in the way of practicality. And the practicality is if you live in the city, you don't need all that pickup truck. You can go with a smaller car-based pickup like they used to have with the, um, the, the, the uh, Volkswagen Rabbit pickup or the little Dodge D50 Ram. That was really, I think, a Mitsubishi or the little Toyota um, Hilux or the little Datsun um, small pickup truck and get along just fine, just well, perfectly. Because you can fit most things that you are, if you are a homeowner or a, uh, a backyard mechanic or whatever, you can fit most anything you're going to carry into the back of those things, or you can tie them down, tie it down in the back. You can, in the old days, you can put your dog back there. You can't do that anymore unless you chain them in. Um, and you can, you can also fit it into a parking space and you can fit it into a, uh, into a garage. I mean, you go get a, a new Chevy Silverado, try putting it in your garage or a Ram or a, a F-150. Doesn't fit, man. Not going to fit in most garages. Most of the time, you're going to see it parked outside in the elements. And as I've gotten older, I don't think bigger is always better anymore. It's, you know, you learn a lesson. It's, it's what you do with what you got that makes the difference. And in the pickup trucks, finally, Hyundai has listened to this. And they have uh, come out with and rolled out this uh, past Thursday, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, which is a phenomenal looking little pickup truck. It's built on the Tucson platform, which is their compact SUV. It is, um, you know, four doors. It's a car, but, or it's an SUV with the, you know, roof really cut out from the back and a pickup bed in there. It's a four and a half foot bed, something like that. So it's not ginormous. It's not something that you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to load, you know, say, gee, let's move my uh, eight bedroom house in this thing. But if you're going to go to the nursery, if you got to pick up a refrigerator or a TV, if you're going to do the myriad of tasks that have to be done on a Saturday or Sunday, if you got to, you know, go get a ton of dirt or something and put it in the back of your car or, or all of those kinds of things, or, or haul your bike up uh, to the John Wayne trail up there and, and go ride it. The, um, Hyundai Santa Cruz will do the trick for you and it'll save on gas and help the environment out. And you'll be able to park it on the street when you come back to the city and want to go grab a burger. You'll be able to find a parking space that it'll fit in and not have to stop in the front and Throw your kids out and say, uh, get us a table. I'll be back in an hour. I got to go park this thing in the country. I mean, it's the reality of life with these things. So the Santa Cruz has been introduced. 
it is, uh, as I said, uh, uh, I think a beautiful vehicle. It's very reminiscent of the uh, of, of the old Subaru uh, Baja, which was out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember that. Um, that was out many years ago, and it. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm enamored with the car. I just look at that at that car and I say to myself that that is something that I would like. That's something that I um, would love to uh, would go out and buy because I love pickup trucks. I, I would buy one if it was a two door, probably more. But I don't have a you know I don't I don't have a ton of people I take places. But if you're a young family, an active family, you got kids, uh, you, you want something that's going to haul your stuff up to the cabin and the kids and everything like that, do it and, and not have to drive something that you have to climb up into to get into it. I think the Santa Cruz is going to be the answer. And I think that many other people who look at these things and want to buy one are going to shop this car. I think it's that good that people will go out and they will shop this car if they are an average family, not the guy uh, or the woman who wants, you know, the, the diesel noise and, uh, and, and all of that stuff that goes along with it. Or really not if you're going to tow anything. I don't know uh, what the towing capacity of this car is, the Santa Cruz, but I got to think it's you know, 1,500, 2,000 pounds. So if you're towing one of those uh, tent trailers or something like that, probably okay. But not much more than that. If you're putting a couple of jet skis on it or something like that, probably okay. Not much more than that. Uh, a few other tricks that are in it uh, that really look cool. Um, the, um, the rear seat falls down for cargo storage. It's, um, you know, the Hyundai design is phenomenal. I mean, we've talked about that uh, a number of times this, uh, this year, how I'm just so impressed with what Hyundai and Kia, both the same company, are doing. They're really, the designers there are really putting out cars that catch the eye. And the Santa Cruz is no different. It uh, hopefully will slot in under the Honda Ridgeline. And again, these are unibody car-based trucks. So I don't know that you, you know, that you are going to, um, you know, for heavy duty stuff, but as a second car for house, as, uh, as somebody who likes to go to, it's, it's the perfect garage sale. If you go out, you cruise, uh, cruise garage sales, like I like to do, my daughter and I love to get in the car and go out on a Saturday or even a Friday if she has time. And we like to cruise the garage sales and the, and the what do you call it? Uh, secondhand stores. And if you have one of these, you can buy that chair and put it in the back. You're not sitting there going, oh man, what do I do to get this thing home? So I think it's going to be a big seller. I guess they're going to be in showrooms Early summer, they're going to start taking reservations for them. Next, uh, I believe, uh, the end of May. So by all means, 
Go look it up online. Uh, go to my Facebook page. I have pictures of it posted there uh, on my Facebook page and also the Drive Time Radio and TV page. You'll find them both there. And um, we'll, um, you know, we'll be able to uh, uh, to enjoy the uh, the advent now of the smaller pickup truck together. Because if this thing is successful, you know that Nissan, you know that Volkswagen, you know that everybody else will come out with one. Good sweet. I mean, Nissan, I mean, really, they're not, they're not selling many of their other trucks. May as well sell these, right? I mean, it, it, it doesn't look like it's much to put it together. And at least you're offering people something that they can't get anywhere else, which in the car business is um, an odd thing these days. Because everybody has something that looks like what the other guy has. This looks like nothing that the other guy has or hasn't had for a number of years. Uh, Subaru with the Baja, uh, probably the last people to, to um, do something like this. Um, you know, GM with the Holden, the Ute, uh, which they uh, put out in Australia, or I think it might have even stopped production on those. Same type of deal. If Australia is smart enough to have these things, maybe the United States ought to be as well. Okay, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back and uh, uh, talk to John Cassiopo. He is driving across country uh, and raising money to help out people with Parkinson's disease. We'll talk about him next right here on Drive Time Radio. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio, New York, Vinny, 1150 KKNW is the station coming up. Don't forget, we got our Saturday morning cartoon because... Cars and music go together. I mean, you get in the car, you want to hear a song. We got a song about cars coming up that I believe that you are going to love. One of the things I, I love about doing what I do here on Saturday mornings, I get to meet interesting people who are making a difference in other people's lives, um, sometimes just by using their cars. It's amazing the things that we can do when we put our minds to it uh, to help people, not just in pandemic times, but all different kinds of times. And one of the uh, organizations uh, that um, I have felt uh, uh, just has done a great job in putting people and the cause of Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease research together 
is drive toward a cure. They have done so many different events uh, to get car owners and car clubs involved in raising money to try to figure out what's going on with this disease and find a cure for it. It's one of the, it affects so many people. If you have a family member or friend that's been affected by it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, go online to the local Parkinson's disease chapter and you will find out all about this disease. John Cassiopo is a gentleman who decided, uh, I guess he found out a while ago he was gonna move to Japan with his wife and there you go. He says, you know what, before I go, I wanna do something. So he gets in his car and he does a drive that people pledge money for. If you're going on a vacation or you're going on a drive to somebody, you might wanna do the same thing, but he's raising money every mile. He drives from friends for Parkinson's disease, and he joins us right now. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm talking to you. I'm even a little bit better this morning. So, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing with uh, with Drive Toward a Cure and how you uh, decided to come up with this unique way to... Um, you know, to raise funds and create awareness about Parkinson's disease? Uh, well, a couple months ago, as you described, I found out that I was going to be going to Japan for a couple of years. And I'm good friends with Deb Pollock, who's the, the, the owner or founder of Drive Towards a Cure. And I was telling her that I was going to store my car with our good friend, who, uh, our Dave, who works at uh, or owns Sun Valley Auto Club in Idaho. And I was like, well, I don't want to ship my car. I might just want to drive it over there. And that's when we kind of thought together. It's like, well, why don't we do some kind of cool event for this? And I said, well, if you set up the page, I'll come up with kind of a cool drive. Some There's some bucket list roads that I wanted to try out there, see some different states. And yeah, we just came up, came up with the idea to, uh, I think someone previously had done something similar, like a long coast to coast type of drive but this one was going to be a little bit shorter but i've tried to come up with cool things to, to post about that can be get people excited when they when they see it and hopefully donate some money for the cause and people follow you along on social media with this they they can donate uh they can go to a web page we'll get the name of that web page in a minute and and donate and then follow your your trip along uh the upper part of the country with this right kind of be there yeah. themselves yeah on facebook and instagram uh i've been posting just about every day of like different drives that i've done or different roads like i did back of the dragon in, in uh virginia and i did tail of the dragon a day after that oh, i love then, the tail of the dragon man that's such a great road and I, I i've seen other social media people go on there and they said go early so i made sure i did that and I was able to get at least one good run in there without any motorcycles or anything that, you know, I've gone a scenic drive. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we, we've even found some fun Airbnbs to stay in. I stayed a couple of days ago in a, uh, it's a formal, former Titan II missile complex that was out there in Arkansas and that they've since oh, renovated. Titan. Yeah, they've since renovated into like an Airbnb, like a luxury three three story kind of resort underground it's kind of cool did, did it make you nervous or anything or did you feel any kind of weird vibe sleeping in that place that was it was interesting just from the history for and just really thinking like i'm in sitting here on the basement level you know watching a movie 
uh, you know, people here were actually working and there was a nuclear missile, you know, just yards down the, you know, yards away. Like that, that's, it was a little unnerving, but at the same time, it was kind of cool. It was just, I didn't really even know that program really existed. It was really decommissioned when I was a kid. So it's, it's interesting to learn about that stuff. And now you can learn about it and also enjoy yourself. What's the, um, what's the biggest thing that you have found as you've traveled across the country that, that surprised you, uh, especially during the pandemic. I mean, I would have to think that things are different than, you know, if you just took a drive across, you know, two or three years ago, well, is there anything that really kind of stood out to you about people or about places? Uh, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's what's kind of great about this country. We have 50 different States and there's, you know, different viewpoints, I guess, with uh, COVID and, and the response and so forth. But I come right now, I'm in the Virginia area, and it's very big about mask uses, mask usage, mask usage. You go to some of the like Midwest states, and it's it's a little bit more optional. So then, you know, you, when you're up north, you look weird if you're not wearing a mask. But then if you're in the Midwest, they're looking at you weird because you are wearing a mask. So it, it's it's a little bit, a little bit weird, you know, in just how we're all treating it differently and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but it's just interesting to see airports are weird though because I've you know you pass by I've dropped my sister off yesterday at an airport and they're empty like they you don't have to worry about traffic like the or, or yeah. parking or anything like that but so yeah, that's I dropped my daughter off last week at an airport and here in Seattle and I mean it was loaded I mean it was crowded with people so I guess it all depends on you know, people getting their faith restored and flying again. I mean, a lot of people probably won't fly. Uh, I think we're hearing a lot of that this summer that people are out are rather take a road trip this year. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And that's one of the things I've done a couple cross country drives. And what's been interesting is you kind of realize how vast and diverse this country really is when you start, you know, from the Northeast and then you start going West and you start going through the plains like in Kansas and so forth. And then you start going further west and you just see canyons and deserts and so forth. And you just realize how big America really is and how different like their different states are and the different needs of each community is. It's just really interesting to see. John Cassiopo is joining us here on Drive Time Radio. Drive Toward a Cure is uh, the website, drivetowardacure.org. Uh, he is driving across country, uh, raising money and taking pledges for a cure for Parkinson's disease. If um, I was thinking about going on the road this year, um, would you recommend it? Would you think that this would be the right year to take a, ro a long road trip like this? Uh, and, and I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this year's as good as any. It's hard to tell, you know, when people are going to want to get back on the roads. Uh, but I'd say, why not start? I mean, there's lots of great places. And I think there's a lot of opportunities for maybe a, a place that you may not have been able to book at other times or just to try to find a, find a new location that you've always wanted to go to. If you, if you want to stay away from airports and you, if you just say, you know what, I want to still drive, still want to travel, lots of great ways to do it and still do it with like, a, you know, at least a good feeling of safety. If you didn't feel like, you know, doing any type of uh, worldwide trips or, or, you know, out of state or, or out of country. How does it feel to be able to do this, uh, this drive and, and go across country and see so many things and also uh, be able to do some good in the process to raise some money uh, for uh, 
for, for a cure for Parkinson's disease and also have all these people kind of watching your every move? Well, it's interesting. I'm kind of more of an introverted type of guy. So I usually, I don't post as much uh, unless it's something cool or something but just for friends and family, but it, it feels good. I mean, we all got kind of caught up a lot with our, with our daily lives and so forth. So it feels good to be able to do something a little bit outside of myself. And, and really, I think Deb Pollock really is inspiration for it because she can see something as kind of mundane as like, oh, I got to go from point A to point B and, you know, store my car. And she's like, oh, wow, this could be an interesting opportunity. And then that gets me inspired. I was just going to go, you know, point A to point B as the crow flies as best I could. And I'm like, well, you know, what I always wanted to do back of the dragon. I always wanted to do tail of the dragon. I always want, why don't I do some of these fun things and turn this into something fun and oh we, wow i can maybe get some uh get some uh awareness for drive toward the cure to it maybe we can get some donations and uh maybe i can maybe those are those donations that'll help people or, or push it over to the edge where they're able to find a cure at the very least you know help some people who are suffering from it what what are you driving across country i, I, I forgot to ask you i should ask you at the top of the interview what what are you driving across i am driving in a 2012 911 crs convertible now, that's a, not a bad car to drive across country, is it? It's surprisingly comfortable, and it, it pretty much can handle just about any type of terrain or weather. I mean, you can't take it off-road, but in some of these roads in some of these, uh, like Kansas were a little bit rough, i got to be honest, but it took <laughs> it like a champ. They don't spend the money on roads there, that's for sure. <laughs> and then when I was able to go off into the back roads and, and tear it up, just push the sport button, it's been great. Uh, do people like if you stop at a, I don't know, a rest stop or a McDonald's or something like that, and the people see a car like that, do they come up to you and talk to you about it a lot? Sometimes. I mean, it definitely gets gets noticed. And what's, what's nice about it is that people will come over and take a look at the car. And the car right now has stickers all over it for drive towards the cure and so forth. So then that gets them looking, oh, I wonder what this drive toward the cure is. Um, but yeah, it, it does get people talking all the time. I think there was a guy at the the tail of the dragon after I'd done a run, he was like, Ooh, I smell tires. <laughs> and then he came by and looked at it. And then we had a little bit talk about it, talked actually about the charity as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it does get people talking. Did you get your, uh, did you go on that website and get your photo from uh, trail of the dragon? Uh, I, just looked, dragon? I just looked at them today. I'm, I'm looking to find which one looks the best. <laughs> I know you gotta go through like a million photos, but if you go early enough, at least lucky, you know, you know about what time you were, you were there. I did the tail of the dragon in a Hyundai. Uh, I don't know. I forget what it was. Even I think it was a, a Sonata sport. Good car, but probably you want something more like what you're driving to do it as opposed to the, uh, as opposed to the Hyundai. Uh, yeah. I mean, being a, having all that horsepower and, and just the nine eleven experience in general, it was, Took a little bit to get some of the rust off, I think, because it's been we were just driving long term, you know, long, long distances for the first little bit. But then I think on the way back on that second run on the way back, I was definitely able to push a little bit safely. I guess I was saying, telling some of the people it was like I'm doing it safely, but but sporty. Safe. I like that. Safely, but sportily. I, I like that. Um, if people want to contribute, want to follow you along, want to want to participate in, uh, in the rest of your drive, how would they do that? Uh, the best way, if you're on Instagram, is like my handle is J.A. Cassiopo. Uh, and that is J.A. and then C-A-C-I-O-P-P-O. -P -P uh, or you can just go to the Drive Towards a Cure website, and then you can just 
find my link. It says John and Wendy Cassiopo. Wendy's my wife. Unfortunately, uh, she wasn't able to make it for this trip. So I ended up uh, going some of it solo. And then actually so my sister was able to come in. She volunteered to do a little bit of a drive with me through some of the, some of the longer stretches. But hey. if you look up John and Wendy Cassiopo and I think individual charity events on the Drive Towards a Cure website, you'll be able to find the link or just it's a link in my in my bio on my uh, Instagram page. Well, again, it's a drive toward a cure dot org drive toward a cure dot org. Let me say that clearly uh, so people can find you. Listen, John, it's been great to talk to you. It's a wonderful thing uh, that you're doing, a wonderful thing that Deb is doing. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Good luck uh, the rest of the way. When, you, when do you go over to Japan? Uh, we start our, we're gonna, we actually are going to store our car, same place, uh, Sun Valley Auto. We have a different car that we're going to store. Uh, uh, we start early May, and then we actually fly out from uh, Seattle. Uh, I think that's where you are, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. On, on May 20th is when we actually fly out from Japan. Well, or fly out well, to Japan, well, I mean. Good luck, and give me a call when you get in town. We're, 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 if the restaurants are open, we'll buy you a cocktail or something like that. Uh, your, your final cocktail in America before you take off. Oh, that sounds <laughs> amazing. It's been a pleasure. Be safe on the road, John. And again, thank you for uh, for doing this, and thank you for coming up with an idea where people can participate and uh, raise a little guilt for uh, uh, for Drive Toward a Cure. It's a great organization, and uh, you're a good man for doing this, and, and I'm sure a lot of people... Uh, Besides myself, appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me on your show. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I yeah, hope we can raise some money. Same here, John. Good luck and take care. That's John Castiopo. Once again, drivetoacure.org. If you want to post, you can pledge a, a, a penny a mile, and he's going to have more money than when he started, a dollar a mile, or so on and so forth. And uh, you'll be doing something good. You can follow him along on Instagram and uh, keep up with his adventures. All right, stick around. We got a lot more drive time coming for you on this Saturday morning here on 1150 KKNW. Out of the Ford Pavilion, there's a daydream corner called Mustang. This is the car that dreams are made of. So dream your own Mustang. Take your choice of a six or three V8s. Power steering, power brakes, automatic or standard transmission, dozens of options. But as standard equipment, you get bucket seats, wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, all vinyl upholstery, padded instrument panel, and full wheel covers. Even though Mustang is a dream, its low price is a beautiful reality. Test drive one right now at your Ford dealers. Pleasant dreams. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Back with you on Drive Time. It's New York Vinny hanging out with you on this Saturday morning. Thanks a lot to John Cassiopo for joining us uh, by the way, that tale of the dragon uh, that we were talking about there is, is one of America's great drives. Um, I know that Nathan and I, before the show, uh, were talking about, uh, you know, great drives around here, like Chuck and a drive. And uh, boy, the tale of the dragon is, um, you know, I think it's um, 6.7 miles. And I think there's like, 
something like 123 curves in 6.7 miles. It, it really is the most unbelievable road uh, that um, that you will ever drive as far as, uh, you know, having to have driving skill. A lot of bikers go down there and test their skill, a lot of sports car people. As a matter of fact, we were talking with John about the, the camera. Uh, there's, a, there's a company that has cameras set up as you drive through the tail of the dragon and you go on their website and you can buy uh, pictures of you going down the tail of the dragon. They did that because so many people were uh, getting hurt or getting killed, taking pictures, standing on the side of the road because people lose control of their cars there all the time. And of course, there's people that always want to, uh, you know, go faster than you should down a road like that but uh, certainly uh, one of those roads along with the blue ridge parkway uh, back east and um you know just some of the great drives of america all right uh let's do our cartoon of the week uh this is one that uh, i hadn't remembered to be honest with you uh, that was a, a, what that this song was on this album but going back and looking i saw it and I said, wow, that would make a perfect song. So here is um, the Pompatis of Love, Steve Miller, from his album Fly Like an Eagle back in 1976. There you go, Steve Miller from Fly Like an Eagle back in 1976. Pompatis of Love, as uh, we like to call them around here at Drive Time Radio and Mercury Blues is going to go downtown and buy him a Mercury or two. That is our cartoon of the week. We bring it to you the Saturday morning cartoon every Saturday morning because cars and music go together so well. Now, Nathan, I believe it's time for our uh, patented award-winning feature, isn't it? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, what am I driving this week? Nathan, I love this car. I'm falling in love with it. I'm not going to want to give it back. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do on Tuesday when my week is up. But uh, man, oh man, I am, uh, I'm loving this little Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. It is uh, a small SUV, compact SUV. And um, they've, they've done everything right in this car. And you know how that feels, Nathan, when you do everything right, because you're always doing everything right. Anyway, uh, they came out with this car last year, and it um, it's a taller SUV. It's not the square like the Galando wagon, but it's, you know, it's the regular tall body style. It's not sloped in the back or anything like that. Uh, so there's a lot of cargo space in this thing. It is, um, you know, it's, it's really when you, when you, look at it, you don't feel like you're getting into a Mercedes that costs under $50,000. You feel like you've hit the jackpot. You're getting in a Mercedes that, uh, you know, the interior is lines up there with all of the other bigger Mercedes uh, uh, and, and more costly Mercedes that you've driven. So it's not like they cheapened this car out and said, okay, we'll put uh, plastic here and we'll put this here and we'll give you an analog screen and speedometer and stuff like that you get the full screen treatment the only thing that disappointed me i guess a little bit this is just me is that it doesn't have the massaging seats oh how do you live without massaging seats but other than that 
Um, it's all here. Uh, uh, certainly a large cargo area, uh, plenty of glass in this thing. So you can, you know, turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right, look around and see what's around you. As opposed to, again, you know, some of these uh, SUVs with the sloping roofs and the, uh, you know, bunched up corners. Uh, that, that, you know, that C-pillar, you can't see anything around it. It creates a blind spot. And this one you can see all around uh, the place. And, and as I said, also, the great thing about this car is that it's uh, a smaller SUV, so you can fit it into tighter spaces. It's a very luxurious looking from the outside uh, SUV. And again, it's, I say SUV, but <clears throat> really when you look at this car, it much more comes across as a large station wagon than it does an SUV. Uh, again, a luxury compact, uh, great interior, very roomy inside to get in and out of nice expansive door openings. Uh, you don't have to crunch down to get in. You can slide in, even if you're a big guy like me, slide out, uh, do all of the things that uh, that you want to do in this car, uh, which is drive places comfortably, put stuff in the back that fit back fits back there. Um, the third row seats, if, you, if they come so equipped, I don't know that I would you know, want to stick somebody in that third row seat for a long period of time, but it's there if you need it. And um, uh, the, the floors uh, fold flat, like in all SUVs. And uh, again, voluminous uh, uh, space back there to uh, put everything. Driving dynamics, um, superior. Superior to anything else uh, out there, really. I mean, it's got that Mercedes feel to it. There's a special feel to a Mercedes, to a BMW. You know, BMW probably comes to about the most perfect of a vehicle that you can buy in, in this class. Uh, the Mercedes uh, drops the price considerably and is pretty darn close to the most perfect vehicle you can buy in this class. And it goes up against... Uh, the BMWs and uh, everything else in this class, the Audis, and it, it, it either exceeds or meets any criteria that you have. As a matter of fact, the only thing really that, that I see a lot of people have a problem with, and I always have a problem testing because I have this New York accent. I don't know if you've noticed it. And sometimes these voice recognition systems take two or three times to get it. So this thing has a, hey, Mercedes, you know, are you, hey, Mercedes, I want to make a left turn, you know, hey, Mercedes, turn on the radio, hey, Mercedes, what's the, you know, and it's like a, a Siri or a, a, an Alexa for the car. But with my accent, it doesn't always understand. And as I looked at different people's reviews, it looks like it's having trouble with other people too. So it's not just me and my accent. I think Mercedes probably has to work a little bit on the voice recognition, but other than that, nothing wrong with this thing. As far as power, it goes, Ben. I mean, it's got, uh, I mean, when you look at the performance of this thing, 21 horsepower turbocharged four-cylinder four-wheel drive with the four-matic, zero to 60 in under seven seconds, it, it moves, it grooves. When you hit the gas, it goes. 
and and I love the fact that it um, it has that little Mercedes growl to it that you can actually hear as you're uh, going. Now they got an AMG version of this thing, 302 horsepower. We'll see how that uh, works out and how many people are going to get those. A lot of people are saying 23 miles per gallon in the city, 31 on the highway. Uh, the all-wheel drive models are slightly less as far as handling. It's, 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 it's really a pleasure to drive this car. It doesn't feel like you're driving an SUV. Again, it feels like you're driving. Um, I don't want to put it in that great classic Audi S4 uh, all-road class. It's not quite there but it's pretty close to it. It is an enjoyable um, SUV that engages you while you're driving it. It's, you know, obviously it's more luxury and more disconnected from the road than the, one of the Mazdas, like the maybe the Mazda uh, CX-9, but it still gives you, and you can adjust the modes on this thing uh, to where you want, it still gives you a good feel of the road towing capacity in this thing will uh it'll tow up to 3500 pounds uh but they really recommend that if you want to tow something you maybe move up a class in this thing get something a little heavier i don't you know it, it, like i said before with the santa cruz you want to throw a um a couple of jet skis on the back or uh, one of those travel camper trailer tent things That'll work, but much beyond that, I don't know. Uh, you may find yourself uh, hustling and, and huffing and puffing to get up. Uh, no safety rating on this car yet. Uh, the one I'm driving uh, came in at just under $50,000, and it has uh, some AMG stuff in it. It is not the AMG edition. I suspect that that'll probably uh, wind up you know, in the $60,000 range for an ultra-fast, small uh, Mercedes SUV. Again, lots of cargo space inside, room for four to five people comfortably, uh, an engaging, fun drive on the road, and uh, a car that uh, so far has uh, stolen my heart. We'll see what happens <laughs> the rest of the way. On, uh, on this one the rest of the week, but we'll have the complete review. I don't know if you can give it more of a complete review than that, uh, but it's just one of those cars that uh, every once in a while you fall in love with something. And, um, you know, you, uh, and, and this is one of those cars that uh, I have definitely look at this and say, man, I, I, I'd like to keep this car. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to give this back. It has all the safety stuff. Uh, that you want and is a complete uh, car and, and among the top one or two in its class. All right, it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Um, and uh, as far as our review from last week, the road test, we did the Mercedes, uh, we did the uh, Mitsubishi last week. Um, I, and I said a lot about it. It's, listen, the Mitsubishi uh, that, that I'm driving, the Outlander, it's it's at the low end of the spectrum for that type of SUV. Uh, I'm not going to pull no bones about it. Uh, there's a, a replacement coming out for 2022. Uh, I think it should be better. All the reports that I see on it from people who went to the uh, to the um, reveal of it are talking good stuff about it. So 
you know, if if you if you want to shop Mitsubishi, I don't think it's a horrible car. I don't think it's a bad car. It's not going to fall apart on you or anything like that. But do your research because if you do like the Mitsubishi, you're probably able to find a 2021 Outlander at an outrageous price, at a really good price because they got to get them off the lots. They got the new ones coming in. So that might be something worth uh, worth you looking at. Again, it's not a bad car. It's just, uh, it doesn't come, it's, it's slower. So if you're not taking long highway trips, you're sticking around the city, maybe it's a car for you. It's roomy, but it's not as roomy as the competition. Uh, it is, um, it doesn't have a lot of the same tech that a lot of the others uh, have. And there are places in the interior that it looks um, less than what you what you think you would be getting for your money. But on the other side, it runs great. It handles well. And uh, again, they can be had for um, not a lot of money, I, I, I would believe right now, that you could go out and buy a Mitsubishi if that's what you're in the market for. Uh, you know, and you don't care so much about what you're driving. Um, I, I was remarking to a friend of mine that it's a perfect Uber car. I mean, if I was driving Uber, I would look into one of these things because it's a nice SUV for that type of, of transport work. Um, I don't know if I'd want to make it the family car, but again, Everybody has different preferences, and it's not a horrible car. It's a, it's a decent car. It's just not up to where everything else in the class is, and I suspect that that's going to change with the new uh, Mitsubishi. All right, that is going to put it in the books for us uh, this week. We thank you so much for listening to our program, and we will catch up with you again, as I said, next uh, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Thank you so much to Nathan and to uh, everybody who took part in putting the show together. And we will catch up with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW.